This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We've got a lot to talk about. Your calls are what the show's about. Actually, we're expecting to have some uh, some sort of interview here, and we're working on getting our interviewee on the line. But in the meantime, we're going to go to Will Buchanan from the Walk for Liberty on the AMP line. Will, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, just great. Will, what's on your mind tonight? Well, they made a conspiracy theorist out of me. What do you mean? Who's they? Um... <laughs> Well, the conspiracy theorists, obviously. I see. <laughs> uh, as you know, I'm walking across the country um, as part of the uh, walk, uh, called on a walk called the Walk for Liberty um, to promote the Free State Project. And um, our re- original arrival date was um, tomorrow, um, Saturday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Um, but through a series of, um, and we've had all kinds of RV problems recently, and um, like at least three come to mind that have actually delayed us, and and now even the weather, like somebody's actually controlling the weather to uh, push our arrival date back to Sunday the fourteenth. <laughs> so it's the weather that's uh, that's holding you back this time. Harp, it's in Alaska. That's got ah, a yes. big resonating thing in Alaska. Yeah. So our, some of our callers claim <laughs> that at least. So you're, you're, you're yes, uh, yeah, it was. It was the weather this time. <laughs> I see. So you're delayed an extra day. Uh, people are going to be coming here, I think, from uh, from all around to uh, to see you arrive here in New Hampshire. Uh, it's been a huge walk. You've been coming across the country for over 200 days uh, from Oregon to New Hampshire, and it's just just within grasp now. Where are you at this moment? Where are you calling from? Um, right now we're at a hotel room in Brattleboro. Um, because our RV is currently out of commission. Oh, we, um We're uh, coming over a uh, mountain pass, and we were planning, because there was this storm, you know, predicted, mm-hmm. uh, like a freezing rainstorm or whatever. And uh, so we were planning on getting a rental car to uh, use as a support vehicle for the last couple of days, because um, the RV probably wouldn't be too good to drive in that. And um, apparently... Uh, uh, oil line or something burst that we don't really know exactly what's because I mean, we haven't really diagnosed it yet so Man. it's actually still up there didn't you um, just spend three thousand five hundred dollars repairing that thing like last week yeah wow. yeah not, not very long ago <laughs> that's yeah, amazing to, to get a, a new transmission put in what can i ask is I, so, I don't know if this is too personal but what does the Walk for Liberty actually cost you, Will Buchanan? Mm-hmm. I mean, this has been, I, I think the RV's probably been your biggest cost the entire time around. I mean, beyond gasoline. Uh, what, what's the total damage to your bank account here? Um, I haven't, uh, I'm going to have to sit down and calculate it after it's, after we're all done, after everything's said and done. Um, I've tried to keep all the receipts and everything, but I'm not that great at record keeping, mm-hmm. so I haven't really been keeping close track. But I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure probably a good, you know, 15000 if wow. not even more. Wow. So to give somebody an idea of what it costs to uh, to do what Will Buchanan has done, I mean $15,000 well, to trek cost, from one side of the country to the, the other. The cost is an indication of Will's... Uh, 
dedication, um, dedication to this. I, that, oh, that's yeah. what it is. I mean, absolutely. Uh, it's tremendous. And so you're going to be arriving here Sunday morning. The plan is still the same. Right. It's going to be 11 a.m. instead of 11 a.m. Saturday. It's 11 a.m. Sunday at the border between uh, Vermont and New Hampshire. If you're in the area and you want to see Will Buchanan make the historic crossing into New Hampshire, uh, that's when it's all going to be going down. And then at that point, I believe people are going to be accompanying you on the walk while you're in New Hampshire. You might be coming out to do a little socializing on Sunday, uh, meeting some of the activists mm-hmm. in the area. So looking forward to that. I, I appreciate the call. Anything else on your mind tonight, Will? Nope, that, that was it. I just wanted to update you, like your listeners, uh, if anybody didn't hear the news about the, the new arrival date. Good luck uh, getting here on time. I think it's going to be, uh, you'll probably be a success at this point. And it also looks like over at walkforliberty.com, which is your website, it looks like you're almost caught completely up to date with uh, the videos. So that's exciting, too. It's going to be, uh, you're going to have everything pretty yeah. much posted. Yeah, in fact, I'm going to post a couple more videos tonight, and then we should be completely caught up. Fantastic. All right. Well, thanks for the call, and uh, good luck getting here on time this weekend. Thank Thanks, you, guys. Yep, 800-259-9231. Mark, our guest is on the line. Uh, do you want to tell our listeners who we have here? Well, uh, this is Arsenio. I, I can't tell you even um, offhand what Arsenio's last name is, but uh, he's from an organization uh, that has put a website up that I think is very uh, cool. It's a, it, I'm, I'm sure everybody's heard of Deepak Chopra. I guess he had an I have heard of Deepak Chopra. Yes. 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 He's got a big name. He's got a website out there and it's itakethevow.com. Mm-hmm. Don't go to takethevow.com. That's a, a wedding photography site. <laughs> um, itakethevow.com or maybe it's .org. Um, uh, know, I see it as a .com and maybe they have .org as well, but itakethevow.com is working. And there's a little short video there about three minutes long of Deepak Chopra telling about a uh, an idea that he had that he would get every man every living man woman and child to take this vow and uh the vow is a vow of nonviolence and i think it's a really great idea and i think it has the power to actually it might not be working <laughs> the, the what, what's that the um, website okay I, I think it has uh, the power to change the world now obviously getting everyone to do something is going to be very difficult but when Deepak Chopra's got the name to get something spread, and I think it's a great idea, and I wanted to just get the you know the ball rolling from our side and talk to Arsenio a little bit. Arsenio, are you there? I'm here. Excellent. What's your last name, Arsenio? It's Rodriguez, which is like Smith in English. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. <laughs> Welcome to Free Talk Live. You're on with uh, Mark and Ian. Now, give us a little quick synopsis of uh, I Take the Vow. Well, I Take the Vow is uh, something that started very recently in Barcelona, Spain, uh, on the 8th of uh, November this year. The Alliance for a New Humanity, which is another subject uh, related to I Take the Vow, uh, was having a human forum there. And Deepak, who is uh, one of the founders of the Alliance for a New Humanity, and at the moment the president of the Alliance, he... uh, basically challenged the audience, which was about 500 people from 38 countries, uh, by saying, what does it require for us to move into a different kind of humanity uh, where we are not so aggressive with each other, etc.? Maybe all it takes is a vow. Maybe all it takes is an intention. Uh, So why don't we just, all of us here who are ready to take that intention, let's take the vow. Let's take the vow of being nonviolent in our thoughts, in our actions, and in our words. 
And uh, so he challenged the audience, and the audience unanimously responded by saying, we take the vow. And then uh, because that was such a spontaneous expression of, uh, uh, of the audience, uh, he said, why don't we uh, decide to spread this throughout the world? Let's set up a website and let's invite uh, the people in the world to take the vow. And uh, let's see how it goes. And maybe our aim should be to get 100 million people to take this vow. And maybe what would happen if 100 million people take the vow of uh, not being violent in their words and thoughts and actions? Could we change the world? Could we create a critical mass of people uh, that would influence uh, and reinforce uh, this uh, very... Uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, this very uh, in, uh, good intention of recognizing who we are and why we should not harm each other. Yeah, I you know, in in the 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 little video, Deepak uh, quotes another great man, uh, Gandhi, and he <laughs> says, uh, "You want to be the change that you want to see in the world." Right. And obviously, uh, t- taking this vow is is doing just that, and I think it's. Uh, a, a pretty cool thing. Um, so now people can go to it's I take the vow dot org. It is dot com. Uh, oh, dot org will send it you there too. Dot com. I take the vow dot com. And uh, it's it was just, going slow. It's, was... it's relatively quick. All they ha- all they have to do is click on uh, a couple of things, and and the vow is taken. Right. Now I I took this vow, and you know I began to think about it, and it sort of come up with some questions, and I'd like to. Well, you asked me to take the vow, and when I first heard about it, I my initial response was yes, this sounds fantastic. And then when I actually read the vow page, I had a really important question I wanted to get out there, so I'm glad we have Arsenio on with us. Arsenio, I uh, want to hang on to you. Can you hang on for another segment or so? Sure. All right, great. We're going to bring back Arsenio from ItakeTheVow.com, and we'll talk to you about whatever you want as well. This is Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features, they're totally free. So enjoy those, including the updates. You get signed up. We clue you in whenever there's something that you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com. And get on board. That's updates.freetalklive.com. And the Institute for Humane Studies now offering free seminars over spring break. This March, you can join other libertarians from across the country for an intense and interdisciplinary exploration of classical liberal and libertarian thought. Participation is free. IHS provides housing and meals during the conference. You can apply now to attend a seminar at the University of California, Santa Cruz, March 7th through the 12th. Now, Mark, the deadline was November 15th on this. Is it's oh, still they, going on? That, that's the deadline for early registration. Oh, okay. So they can still get on board for the, the spring stuff. That's correct. Okay. Uh, so Santa Cruz, uh, March 7th through the 12th, or Emory University in Atlanta, March 14th through the 19th. Apparently, it's not too late. LibertarianSeminars.com will get you more information. Uh, see if we can I, maybe find a new deadline on that, Mark, if there is one. Uh, LibertarianSeminars.com for all of our younger listeners, perhaps that are in college, that are looking for a great uh, internship opportunity. This is it. The Institute for Humane Studies is a great organization. All right. So we uh, go back to Arsenio. Uh, he is with us. Uh, Arsenio uh, from the website itakethevow.com. And you're back on Free Talk Live. And Mark came into the studio, I think it was last week, and he told me about this website. He said, you got to go. you got to take this vow. And I said, well, okay. Well, let me read the vow here first. 
and uh, it sounded great on its face, and I thought, wow, nonviolence, this is fantastic, because uh, the, the vow essentially says uh, that you will be, uh, you'll commit to a vow of nonviolence in your speech, your thoughts, and your actions, and I I tend to agree with this, and in fact, on this program, I don't know, you probably never listened to Free Talk Live before, but but on this program, one of the central themes is that we don't believe that people should aggress against their neighbor, and we see that uh, there is aggression in this world, and it's not just in the form of war, which is probably the most obvious and and overt aggression, but we see that uh, government is aggression. Uh, We see that these people calling themselves the state in various different places around the world, whether they're the federal government or state governments or local governments, these are men and women who, whether they understand it or not, are actually using the threat of violence against their neighbors in order to get them to behave in certain ways. So, I mean, we are on this radio program vehemently against the use of violence uh, in our lives. We want people to embrace a voluntary society, one in which uh, individuals are consenting with one another on a voluntary basis in order to get the things done that they need to do. And so I think that this vow ties right in with that. However, there's one one uh, point of concern that I have, and, and maybe you can help clear that up for us, Arsenio, and that is that, is this a pacifist vow? Well, <clears throat> I don't know exactly. Words, as you know, have different meanings to different people, depending oh. on what, how, where you are sure it does. Uh, sure. Uh, stationed. And it, it all, it's all a matter of consciousness. We, we should not take words lightly, because they, I agree. they do have different meanings. Um, it Basically, what what you when you talk about nonviolence, mm-hmm. uh, you are not talking about passivity. You are talking about a state of mind in which you are defining uh, that the best uh, way of acting vis-a-vis your neighbor, uh, including the neighbor that you don't like, is not by being aggressive, but by being understanding and to try your best. To, to overcome your, your passions, your anger, your hatred, and understand that we are, on, in a certain manner, all uh, in the same boat here. We are sure. all uh, uh, experiencing the same uh, kind of, uh, uh, of loss of exactly knowing what, what are we doing here. Uh, uh, we are sharing this life moment. And we should try our best to to understand that we are all together in this in this world, uh, passing by temporarily. We all die, and in the meantime, things are happening, uh, and uh, we share this life. And maybe we should try to uh, see whether uh, by acting more lovingly, patiently, and tolerantly to each other we uh, create a world which is more happy. It seems to be that that which I said in the last sentence is true. The more tolerant, uh, the more patient, the more forgiving that people are, uh, the happier they are. I absolutely and, uh, agree, and I think yeah. that uh, tolerance and allowing others, allowing our neighbors to be themselves, to uh, to live life in the way that they want, even if we might personally disagree with it, is really a, a wonderful uh, position to be coming from in life because – you know, everything that they do can just roll off your back at that point. It's it's no big deal. And if everybody, if we didn't have this, uh, we, and one of the things I focus on a lot is if we didn't have this uh, entity called the state, 
Uh, mm. Then, the, the, then it, we wouldn't have a problem with different people and sort of different that consider themselves parts of different groups trying to use that uh, state entity to control their neighbors. Because what they what they feel is that, well, you know, that group of people over there. I mean, let's just pick some groups here: uh, the, the the Christians versus the homosexuals, for instance. The mm-hmm. Christians will say, "Oh, we don't want those gay people teaching our kids about their gayness." So we're going to not you, necessarily. You're using labels that I don't particularly like. It's uh, let's let's use. Uh, militant gays and let's use uh you know, pharisees okay christian pharisees okay well okay so so then so they get upset uh at one group for trying to foist their viewpoint on the other group and then in return the other group uh gets upset at their you know being forced to do something they don't want to do or being forced to uh not do something that they want to do they turn around and they try to wrest control of this violent agency uh into their own hands so they can use it to uh to enforce their view on others so we've got this vicious cycle of uh violence going on but yet nobody really realizes what it is they don't really realize that it's violence because usually the guns don't come out right Right away, and so well, we got this, so I am so with you on this idea that tolerance is important, and that allowing our neighbors uh, to be free. If we if we ourselves want to be free, we have to allow our neighbors to be free as well. So I'm with you on that. So I guess just I mean to go back to the definition of pacifism, since I agree with you that words are very important. Uh, the definition of pacifism, of course, as I understand it, is that when you are being aggressed against, the appropriate response is to do nothing. And I generally agree that nonviolent, uh, peaceful means are the way that we will achieve liberty in our lifetime, and I, that's what we advocate on this show. From time to time, we'll get people calling in that we would, you know, might, we might call them gun polishers. They like to talk a good game about how they're going to go, you know, they're going to go and shoot up the the state government people, and you know, that's their plan. They got all their guns and etc. Uh, and and so. Well, while that's not what I advocate, we don't advocate violence, we don't advocate initiated force at the same time, and I do advocate peaceful solutions for virtually everything, at the same time, I think, I, I look at this vow, and it's, you know, it's a sacred commitment, this is from your website, itakethevow.com, a vow is a sacred commitment from which there's no going back, mm-hmm. and it says, are you willing to commit a vow of non, uh, to a vow of nonviolence in your speech, thoughts, and your actions? And I say, yes, I am, except for if somebody's raping my girlfriend. Yeah, but then you have to define, that's what I was saying to you, right. the issue of words. So you because, would say uh, that this is not a pacifist vow, that this is no, a generally nonviolent vow, unless someone initiates force against you in a way that you should feel like you should respond to? Sure, you need to understand these things in terms of the how it manifests in real life, because words, again, uh, can be interpreted in many ways. So All you right. say nonviolence, and people say, okay, nonviolence, they, and it becomes like a slogan. Arsenio, I want to bring you back. More with Arsenio coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want on the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the point of the program, 800-259-9231. The number brought to you by our friends over at SACL CAI, and it is Ian here with you. And Mark, join us. I was just going to say, if you want to call in and ask uh, Arsenio any questions... 
please do. You're welcome to do so. We have Arsenio on the line with us from itakethevow.com. And uh, speaking of SACL CAI, if you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections, you need to talk to SACL CAI. They do collections early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect, not by breaking their kneecaps. Uh, they know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep those clients, too. SACL CAI, check out their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI. And you can join us on our site at freetalklive.com. Get the live streams, broadband version, dial-up version, webcam, all totally free over at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. So we bring back Arsenio from itakethevow.com. Uh, it's uh, I Take the Vow of Nonviolence in My Thoughts, My Speech, and My Actions. And, and having discussed the, uh, the vow with you, Arsenio, so far, I've decided to go ahead and take the vow. So I did that, and it's a, it's a pretty easy process. You just go to itakethevow.com, and then you click on the Take the Vow choice, and at that point, all it needs is your email address to take the vow. There's no lengthy form that you need to fill out or anything like that. It's a, it's a pretty simple process. It is a simple process to take it. It is not as simple to keep it. That's a good point. What, can you expound on that? Well, yeah, as I was saying before, trying to explain what nonviolence means, uh, you need to understand what it means. It doesn't necessarily mean being passive about uh, actions of aggression. Uh, or just to give you an example, if somebody is drowning and you jump in the water to save him and or her, and the person is uh, into hysterics and just starts bouncing around and, 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 and you need to hit the person in order to save the person, that's an act of violence, which is actually an act of nonviolence at the same time. So it's, it's, that's where I'm trying to say that words uh, have to be understood in terms of uh, the, the actual situation. So if somebody is trying to rape your grandmother and you intervene uh, and, 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 and defend her, that's not an act of violence. It's an act of, uh, you can call it uh, non, non-violence or unselfish violence, whatever. But the motive, the intention is not to hurt uh, the person but to save your grandmother. So in a right. way... Has, it has all to do with intention. So it's a question of aggressiveness and violence have to do with your intention. If your intention is hatred, uh, then, then that's a problem. That is what you are taking the vow against. You're taking the vow uh, recognizing that we are one human family, that we need to appreciate each other, to tolerate each other, and to love each other, and to solve our conflicts in as much as possible. Uh, uh, through nonviolence, that does not mean that if somebody loses it, uh, loses it, and and starts attacking someone, you have not the right to intervene in order to defend the weaker person. Uh, you have to, you have to do that. Uh, otherwise, it would be inviting cowardice. And this is not what taking the vow means. Taking the vow means taking a conscious intention of recognizing the value of life, reverence for life and trying then to um, become more uh, uh, peaceful in terms of re- resolving your conflicts, less aggressive in terms of uh, hurting other people that have not, not, not done anything to you just because you want to push them out of the way, and trying to solve all of your problems in the most uh, non-aggressive manner 
possible. Now, I, 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 Arsenio, I hear that you can use uh, force to, to, to stop somebody who's harming life, and I, th- I, I think that's course. great. You have to. Um, now, I guess that leads me down a little farther down the, the, the path here on questions, and, and that's why you're here, is to answer some right. of our silly questions. Um, so what if, what if uh, somebody's robbing my house, for instance? Am I allowed to use force to subdue that person so that uh, I can then hold them for whatever authorities might come along? And, uh... but, of, but of course, you okay. have to. You have to. I mean, uh, what you're trying to, to, to do there is not because you are hating the person that is robbing your house and you just want to go against that person because he's uh, of a particular race or ethnicity or whatsoever. Uh, or going back to what you were saying before or your colleague was saying before about groups, this has to do with because you are protecting your property, you're protecting your, 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 your space. And uh, you are not hurting this person because you want to hurt him. Uh, you did not go to his space. He's coming to your space, and he's coming to your space with an aggressive mode, so you have the right to defend your space. That doesn't mean that you are uh, denying or renouncing your uh, uh, nonviolence vow, because nonviolence has to be described uh, exactly in terms of each of the situations that you confront. Nonviolence is not the, the total passivity against aggression. It, nonviolence requires that you become courageous and defend the weak and defend uh, yourself against aggression. Sounds good to me. Now, I had, there's something I wanted to clarify. You were talking about intentions, and since words are important, I want to kind of nail this down a little bit here. Uh, you said that it's the intentions that matter. Now, the, all of the examples you gave were in a situation where something was happening already, like somebody was aggressing against your grandmother, mm-hmm. or you know, a, a bus barreling down at somebody, and you know, mm-hmm. you're jumping at them to, to push them out of the way in, in the nick of time, uh, that sort of thing. Would you say that this is a non aggression pledge essentially like like one other way to kind of translate this would to say this is not a non-aggression pledge i will not be aggressive in my actions uh against others because if in, if all we're saying is that it's just intentions that matter then then i think that's not i think that's a little too nebulous so let me give you an example for instance if if i have the intention to help the poor and i go around and steal money from people in order to help the poor that's a clear violation of uh, of this pledge in in my opinion even though my intentions might be all of the most holy. Well, it is, but, but uh, the, 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 uh, let me try to, to understand your question. What you're saying here, you are, you are equating uh, a stealing from others in order to help the poor uh, with the, the, the theme of nonviolence. All, all that the theme of nonviolence is basically saying when you take the vow is you're, you're recognizing the sacredness of life, you're recognizing uh, uh, that we are all part of one life, one uh, continuum of life, and that in as much as you can, you will protect that. Absolutely. Now, when so you was... say you will protect that, it means that you will protect it from your own uh, greed and, and selfish acts of, uh, and from your own anger, as well as from the angers of others. So if somebody else is going to attack as your relative, your, the weaker person that is passing by, it is your, your duty 
to defend that person. Okay, so I just not wanted to make sure that, that, but, that we're, there wasn't any confusion going on here, that somebody could not sign this pledge and then go out and support things like taxation. They could not go out and support uh, the government throwing marijuana smokers in prison cells and things like that, even though the intentions of those people are uh, supposedly good. This is what we're told about the government people, is that their intentions are good. They want to help the poor, it's just that they're going around stealing from people in order to do it. So they would not, as somebody who worked for the government, for instance, would not be able to sign this particular pledge. Well, let me, let me go back to something that you were saying originally. You know, remember that all of these groups or institutions, government or religions or group people, whatever, they, the groups are formed by individuals. Sure. And individuals, uh, the root cause of all, all problems lies within us. They are not necessarily groups are made of individuals. So the more individuals are that have the consciousness uh, in the in the wrong uh, uh, path, uh, the more the group is going to have the con- its consciousness in the wrong path. Also, so it all starts with individuals. So all that we are trying to do is to how to define uh, our own consciousness inside, our own intention, our own recognition. Uh, and, and overcome the ignorance that leads us to believe that I we agree. are... I agree. That's, that's absolutely where it needs to start. Hang on, Arsenio, we're going to bring you back. If you've got a question from our, uh, for Arsenio from itakethevow.com, he's on the line with us here. Uh, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We take that money in, reinvest it into the show, getting on as many radio stations as possible to help expose as many people as we can to the message of freedom and liberty, which inherently is a message of nonviolence. It's a message of allowing your neighbors to be free. Uh, That is, if you would like to be free, and I think a lot of people would like to be free. I know a lot of people believe they are free, but if you want to be truly free, you have to allow others to have that same level of freedom for themselves. You have to allow the weird guy down the street to live his weird, bizarre life and just get over it, move on, and focus on your life. Uh, so allowing others is a really uh, important factor in the uh, the liberty movement. So we're no stranger to the message that we're discussing here with, uh, with Arsenio from itakethevow.com. And for somebody who has already committed uh, their, in my case, my life, uh, to spreading the ideas of liberty, this is a pretty easy vow to take. Um, it's something I've already essentially taken in the past. Now I've just taken it over at itakethevow.com. Arsenio is back with us. Are you there, sir? I'm here. Okay, so itakethevow.com is the place people can go. So far, only five, uh, 5,200 people have, su- have taken the vow. Last week it was 2,500. Really? I, I mean, we should, <laughs> we should uh, well, this be only so lucky a, at the Free State Project. This thing's yep. only a few weeks old at this point. It just started last month, and I, I hope that a lot of people will go to this website and take this seriously and, and take this vow because – from what we've had, the, you know, this, the discussion we've had with you so far, it seems pretty clear that this is a vow of non-aggression, that you will not use violence uh, in your life. 
and you will not, uh, you know, th- 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 that violence is not a solution. The actual uh, page on the website uh, where you can take the vow at itakethevow.com does lay it out here, and it says that uh, if you're willing to commit to a vow of nonviolence in your speech, thoughts, and your actions, a vow is a sacred commitment from which there's no going back. It's like a child that's born who cannot return to the womb by committing to the vow. You also agree to have at least two people in their lives take the vow. So I'm going to invite you, uh, dear listener, to go to itakethevow.com. Uh, and if you've got a question for Arsenio, he's still on the line with us here at 800-259-9231. I'm going to go to Johnson on the line in Connecticut. Johnson, with a question for Arsenio. Hi. Um, the question that I have is, what about people who claim to be nonviolent, but then take actions to have others represent them in violence. For example, people who vote for politicians who take us to war or support police departments where they know the police are doing things that are shady or off the books and, and, and harming uh, individuals around the neighborhood or, uh, you know, just generally making claims about needing to keep peace or keep the order, but in fact they know that these people are doing violence. But I, I must answer uh, you. Uh, it's like uh, I, I, like these uh, movies that you see about uh, the mafia bosses asking someone to go and kill somebody else, and uh, and of course they are not involved in the actual uh, act of the murder, but they are as uh, guilty as the ones that committed it. So I agree with what you're saying. I think that if we seriously are taking a vow of nonviolence. Uh, we should also be very careful uh, of what we support in our lives uh, so that whatever whatever actions, whatever people we support in, in, in terms of politics or any other terms are actually uh, in, in line with the vow that we have taken. I agree with you completely. Thank I you think very much. Be- Thanks, Johnson, for the call tonight. Yeah. Um, Arsenio, I've got a, a piddly little one that, uh, that has kind of bothered me since I took the vow is mm. I play video games and sometimes the video <laughs> games uh, re- require, you know, like simulated violence, it's simulated violence, right? Mm. I like to be, uh, you know, there's this one called uh, battlefield where I'm a stormtrooper and I go around and so you can mm. be, you can be the rebel army too and whatever. And, and you shoot the bad guys or the good guys. It depends on which side you're on, I guess. And mm. is that in any way a violation? Cause it's, it's in my thoughts. I mean, but I'm not really, to me, I'm, shooting pixels or something not real people it's like target practice and i so uh, so what do you think about that arsenio (laughs) well you know it's an interesting question one that i have myself i I am a grandfather with five grandchildren and i i i see my 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 grandkids uh, playing these video games uh i don't encourage them to do it uh, I have a certain degree of uh, ambivalence about this, but uh, which I will share with you very honestly. I think that, of course, uh, it's, it's, it, this is a symbolic thing. It's like when you're watching movies uh, in which the bad guys are killing the good guys. In a way, it's a very perverted way of looking at the world outside, and because you are still trying to define that there are some entities, be them real or not, that you are uh, destroying for for the sake of pleasure or, or fun, and I, I personally believe that that should not be. In, when you come to think about how modern warfare is uh, taken, particularly by our 
uh, Air Force pilots, etc. And you know, they are basically playing a video game because they are not seeing the the people that they are killing or or, or, or maiming mm-hmm. uh, uh, miles and miles away. They are playing a video game. They are seeing a little screen um, aiming at a target and uh, and then uh, uh, shooting, just like what you're doing when you're playing your video game. But I think that in in a way. I think that we should try to to figure out what is it that we are trying to accomplish when we are destroying these entities in our own minds. I mean, I know what you're saying. These are yeah. not real people. But uh, but when it's, it's all right for you because you are an adult. But what about a kid? You know, how does, does this translate uh, in terms of uh, defining the world uh, uh, in in such a way that you can... Uh, destroy some entities because they are wearing the red uniform or they have the different skin color or they have a different ideology or religion. I think I don't certainly. Know. I think aliens, it, you know, this, a- yeah. this whole thing is, I don't, you're saying it's blurry. I think that you should not do it. You're, you're saying it's blurry uh, for you, but it's not necessarily a, vi- a violation of the vow. Well, I think it is blurry for me. It's a violation. It's not a violation of the vow uh, for an adult who's conscious that these are just uh, pixels. But all that I'm saying is how much it is a violation of the vow if you allow your, 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 your children and, and, or grandchildren, in my case, to engage in an activity that is training them in their minds to see the world in terms of bad guys and good guys uh, and that the bad guys you can destroy and then defining the bad guys because they are uglier or aliens or whatever whatever characteristic you want to apply to. I agree that there is a big problem there, and that's essentially what uh, what governments do when when we, when, we go, when we go to war. For instance, if you look at the propaganda that came out in the United States in the in the 40s against the Japanese Americans, you'll see, uh, you know, really like just thin slits of eyes, these giant teeth. They'll be yellow, like they'll be characterized in this. They'll be dehumanized in these uh, pictures, and it's it makes it easier to want to shoot somebody who's not really human. And I. I can see I can definitely see some problems with that and I see advantages for having kids games being uh you know things where they can bounce around and jump on things and and uh you know play, do all kinds of stuff that doesn't include shooting and and it's also an opportunity for parents to talk to kids about uh you know look right. look, look this is this is the reality this is reality versus this yeah. is what fiction is I would is. think that's an opportunity for a parent to uh I think that, that that how that situation is handled completely depends on the parents you know are they just turning their kids loose into the realm of uh, video game violence uh, unhindered, or are they holding their hand to show them that, you know, this is fun and you're having a good time, but over here in the real world, this is what war really looks like. These are the real consequences. This is why we uh, we choose nonviolence in our own lives and in reality. It's one thing to go and, and blast your friends on the internet, because then you can go and hang out with them the next day. They're still alive mm. and it was all in good fun. Uh, but if you were to do something like that in real life, the consequences would be tragic, they'd be severe. They'd be awful, and uh, so I think it's all about the parenting in, in well, that particular case. Well, you know, uh, when I was a little kid, there were no video games, and uh, the games that we used to play were, I mean, the cowboys and Indians. You mm-hmm. know, we, we used to shoot each other make believe, and uh, and uh, still the question is, what what kind of a story is it that we are telling uh, us humans are telling each other that in reality? These war games are exercised uh, from the very beginning by our 
kids games and uh, and uh, is this something that we can change my my feeling is that by 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 beginning to understand who we are and taking vows like this vow on nonviolence we are trying to change humanity's consciousness so that we create a different narrative. I think it's a great starting point, and it does depend on you making a choice, and this is a good time to do it. I take the vow.com is the website, and our We've both done it. I thank you for calling tonight and, uh, and talking to us. We really appreciate hearing thank you. from you. Hour two is coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. Hey, podcast listeners. I've been working with a couple of advertisers who have concerns about the ages of our podcast listenership. Generally, the younger the person, the more likely they are to fill out a survey. We need to counteract this trend. Please, take a moment to go to survey.freetalklive.com and let us know your age and sex. That's survey.freetalklive.com, especially if you're over 25. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching at hour number two of the program. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com, right into your phone calls. Chad is on the line in Louisiana. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Chad. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Chad? Uh, yeah, um, well, I'm a new listener. I just started listening uh, Tuesday, and I'm, oh. I'm really enjoying you guys. Welcome, sir. But um, you were talking last night about uh, with the the, uh, the little boy with the pony and yes. the zoning issues and stuff yeah. like that. Yes, the st- and, uh, just to bring our listeners up to... Issue. Hang on a second. Just, oh, okay. I, I didn't know if you were going to comment on that, but you're talking about a, 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 there was a, a city government that was going to essentially force a mom to take a pony away from her son, a miniature pony, and this miniature pony happened to be used for uh, therapy because the, her son had like quadriplegic uh, cerebral palsy or something awful like that. And uh, it turned out that they didn't end up uh, taking the pony because a bunch of media came out and you know the town government got a lot of flack for it. So they kind of backed down from their position. Plus, they got a payoff. Yeah, after taking $1,100 from the woman. Go ahead with your thoughts. Oh, yeah. See, um, mine was more about, like, the uh, zoning issues and stuff like that. Um, I'm a junior in high school. I, I attend a public school. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, let, me, let me see if I can try and lay this out for you. Um, the front of the school, to turn to get into the driveway to enter the front of the school, you have to turn down a... Uh, a, a neighborhood road, you know, a road that would be like uh, for a neighborhood, 30 okay. miles an hour speed limit, stuff like that. Got it. Um, in the front of the school where they have the sign and the flag and a little garden, they have a sidewalk, and the sidewalk runs across the driveway to the entrance. And on the side of the school, there's a parking lot where they're for the students to park. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the neighborhood road. Then you have the sidewalk, and then you have the parking lot. Got it. Well, the uh, the sidewalk, you know, it has grass on both sides. It's, it's a big area. It's enough. If it's, it's enough space for uh, cars to park, of course. And for years, it's been going well. When the parking spot runs out of parking spaces, which they do very frequently, because it's it's kind of a small parking lot, mm-hmm. uh, you you are allowed to park across the sidewalk. And uh, the school's been allowing this for years. I've had to use the area for some time. It's, it's saved me from being late to class for quite some time. Okay. Um, just recently, someone in the neighborhood complained uh, to the police or to the uh, uh, one of the state officials or something. Something. Uh, about 
people parking across that sidewalk. So um, the police said they would start issuing written warnings <laughs> and then parking violations. So yeah. this is in, this is even though the school had made it clear that this is okay. The school had said this is fine. Now the police are saying differently. Yes, yeah, that is yeah, exactly. So they said as long they said it's fine. They they don't want us uh, to obstruct the sidewalk. So students started talking. They said, well, this must mean that they just don't want us parking across, which is what we essentially had been doing. So we started parking long ways in the grass, not across the sidewalk, but... Uh, so parallel to the sidewalk. Yeah, parallel. There you go. So was any, um, any portion of the car on the sidewalk? No, no, okay. it was in the grass. Yeah. Um, parking like that, I'm walking, I parked like that. I was running late, traffic was really bad one time, I parked like that. Uh, walking out of school at out, I was walking to my car, and right there on my window shield uh, was a parking violation mm. for $50. 50 yeah, fifty dollars, and so was everybody else who parked there. Um, they were they. I had to pay fifty, you know, fifty dollars for the parking violation. Uh, we were told we would get a written warning yeah. first. Yeah. I never got one. Yeah, talk is cheap. Well, this is this is the difference between uh, reality and, uh, and you know and what the government says things are going to be like. Right. Because people imagine that everything's going to be fair and equitable, and they the, can say whatever they want. But the you know the cops are essentially sent out there go stop this from happening. So you know um, that's that, that's where they go generally. Sometimes uh, you know there's there's sometimes they give out warnings, but things just are inconsistent. Yeah. So did you go uh, yeah, and pay the fifty dollars? What'd you say? Did you pay the fifty dollar fine, or are you oh, yeah, contesting well, we, it? You know, of course you did. What you gonna do? Well, um, I mean, you could take it to court, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I, you know, I considered writing uh, maybe uh, our local congressman or something about that. Uh, I had been meaning to ask the school because uh, my mom contacted the school about this. You know, she. She said, "Well, why is my son getting a parking violation? He never, first of all, he never got a warning. Why are him and many of his fellow students getting a parking violation for parking somewhere that they've been allowed to park for for the longest time?" And they said, "Well, they really don't know uh, who made the complaint. They just said they think it's somewhere. They think it was someone in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But the police just called the school up one day and told them they would start issuing tickets if people parked right there anymore." Um, so apparently and, that includes the green grass as well, not just the yeah, sidewalk. And yeah. whatever it was the police initially said was completely uh, misleading and false, and they're going to go after you anyway. It you know, might have been interesting to take it to court and say, look, here's the official school policy. Here's what the cops said. Here's what happened. I wasn't on the sidewalk and see if the judge would waive it. But, you know, like you said, uh, it's 50 bucks. What's your and, time worth? And you've got uh, – well, you've, there's also school that day. But I think that yeah, you probably would have learned a heck of a lot more uh, going to court than you would from you know what you learned in school that day but that's probably yeah. true too well I, uh, I thank you for bringing that story up any other comments for us chad uh no not really um, i'm enjoying the show a lot and uh i look forward to listening to you guys more and maybe making a few calls in very good we look forward to hearing from you always interesting to hear from those who are stuck in the government day prisons uh, the indoctrination camps known as government schools thank you sir 800-259-9231 that is the SACL cai toll free line talking he mentioned uh writing the congressperson for the area 
And that reminded me of an email that I spotted uh, a few days ago that I, I wanted to share here because we've talked about the Campaign for Liberty on this show in the past. This is uh, the organization that kind of got Ron Paul's blessing, I guess, uh, when he was wrapping up his uh, presidential campaign. He kind of announced the, the birthing of this new organization to keep the Ron Paul ball rolling, if you will, the, the, the kind of the pro-liberty movement that he created around himself or that the movement essentially created around him, however you want to look at it. And so CampaignForLiberty.com is their website. We've talked about it before, and I had asked the question in the past, well, what is it about the Campaign for Liberty that sets it apart from the rest of the liberty organizations? And I really hadn't – I couldn't really figure out what was so different about this particular lobbying group. I mean, that it just seems like yet another interest group for liberty people to get involved in. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Uh, more competition? Fine. I'm, I'm all in favor of competition. Uh, but I was just wondering if there was anything that was special about it besides the fact that I think Ron Paul might have rolled in his campaign money into it. I'm not sure. I believe that's the case. I believe that's the case. So allegedly this group has a lot of money to play with. And so their recent email is about the auto bailout, which apparently failed in the Senate, by the way. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, you know, here's the good news. But do you remember that Monday when the uh, the banking bailout got uh, stopped? Mm-hmm. And then by that Friday they had it started uh, again, in, yeah. in, in place. I'm... Sorry, once bitten, twice shy. I I'm of the opinion that uh, the auto manufacturers are going to get some kind of bailout well, from somewhere. They, they've, they've gone after. Uh, I think they're going after the White House now, asking for a chunk of the already approved 700 billion dollars. Yeah. So they're just going to try to get a, a bit of that divvied toward them. It's not that 700 out of the. Uh, you know, they're only asking for 60 billion or something. You know, 60 billion or oh, 15 apiece. 60. I don't know. Um, something like that. And it, the numbers have changed, and so you're right, Mark. And they I mean, will change. They yeah. will continue to change, and they'll they'll get high. If they get whatever they get, they're going to need more anyway. But the campaign for liberty, uh, patting themselves on the back here, maybe a little bit because they sent out an email uh, on December 10th. Asking people to contact their so-called representatives about the auto bailout. And the mail, uh, the email that I got from them is urgent. Stop the auto bailout. And they go through some points as to why this is a you know, bad idea. And, of course, they're absolutely right on their position. Uh, and then they say, well, here you need to go to CampaignForLiberty.com, and you can get sample letters and your representative's contact information, and take action right away. And so I went to the website, and I thought I was expecting to see something like what I've seen on many other sites, and that is some sort of uh, form that you can fill out where you enter your name and your address information, and then it kind of picks your uh, the so-called representatives for you and puts them into a letter and then sends it off via like email. Like Downsize DC, that's what they do. Well, Downsize DC goes an extra step it, beyond just um, sending an email to, uh, to a senator or a representative. And I'll tell you what I found here in a moment, and I, I have to say I was not impressed uh, with what they've got going on. I understand it's a brand-new organization, uh, the beginning of their lifespan, and they probably haven't had a chance to, uh, to really put down enough roots. So we'll give them credit for doing what they've done, but to make it sound like these, this is like some radical, new, amazing organization, I, I just don't know. More coming up. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Join us on the phones at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything. That is the point of the program, one 800 259-9231, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And as I mentioned, our website, freetalklive.com. We've got a wiki with over 1,800 pages created by listeners like you. You can go to wiki.freetalklive.com to get interactive and edit virtually anything you see. W-I-K-I, wiki.freetalklive.com. 
Did you know that over 35% of IT admins admit to snooping through their boss's email? Shouldn't your business email be more secure? PrivacyHarbor.com is an email alternative that's private and confidential, and it's guaranteed. PrivacyHarbor.com, because normal email is not secure. You can go over to PrivacyHarbor.com and uh, get a free account today. So why am I picking on the Campaign for Liberty? I mean, there are all kinds of liberty-oriented organizations out there. This is a liberty-oriented radio show. Why is it that I'm choosing this one organization to pick on? And I, I don't want it to seem like I'm being mean to these folks. I'm hoping that this will be some level of constructive criticism, but at the same time, I'm also kind of shocked. I'm also kind of um, stunned that their organization is not better than I expected. It's not as much as good or better than I expected it to be. And the reason I guess I'm shocked is because, well, during the Ron Paul campaign, there was such an outpouring of support, such a wonderful decentralized movement. I mean, if you paid attention to the Ron Paul campaign, you know that the that, that it wasn't the campaign at all that got Ron Paul to be popular. It was his supporters going out there and creating really original, attractive websites, uh, campaign, signs, campaign uh, signs, all doing it all on their own, going out, organizing, meeting up with one another, all just spontaneously happening. This wonderful, spontaneous order uh, that, that just sort of popped up around the Ron Paul campaign was just amazing to watch. Uh, the, the, the people that supported Ron Paul did all of the fundraising for the campaign, and as a result of this wonderful decentralized activity, millions upon millions of dollars rolled into the campaign accounts. Now, from what I understand, some of those millions was rolled into the Campaign for Liberty after uh, the Ron Paul campaign was over. And this, this Campaign for Liberty was supposed to pick up the torch and you know keep running. And so I kind of expected a little more than what I've seen from them so far. And what I've seen so far is essentially a blog site. Now, there's nothing wrong with a blog, but that's essentially what the Campaign for Liberty website do that is. for free. People do blog for free, you that's know. true. So, I mean, where, the, the millions, where are they? What, what's going on with them? I donated, you donated. I, I donated to the Ron Paul campaign, not to the Campaign for Liberty. Right. I, I, but that's where, the, you know, as, as millions of the dollars went to the Campaign for Liberty, right? Right. right. So, I mean, with the web talent that these guys have at their uh, disposal, I mean, if Ron Paul wants a new website built, all he'd have to do is send an email, and I'm sure 20 people would email back, oh, sure, I'll build a website for free. Yep. You know, whatever. Uh, so so the, what really kind of struck me, because we've, I've been critical of the Campaign for Liberty in the past, just generally asking, well, what's the difference between this organization and the rest? It just seems like another lobbying group. Uh, but it could be a lobbying group with a great website. It could be a lobbying group with something to really write home about, something to really set them apart from the rest of the groups. But when I saw this recent email saying, well, we've got this auto bailout looming and we want you to take action and get in touch with the representatives about it, which is sort of, you know, just kind of the easy way to do things is certainly not very original of an approach, but nonetheless... People call uh, in all the time and say, contact your representatives. That's and fine. As that's though fine. people know who their representative is. Well, and it does say here that you can find that out on their website. So it says, to keep reading for up-to-date news on the bailout, sample letters, and your representative's contact information, visit the blog at campaignforliberty.com and take action right away. And let me tell you, Mark, if you didn't take action right away, good luck finding what it was that they wanted you to take action on. If you didn't get that email on December 10th and take action on December 10th, good luck finding the blog entry that you're supposed to find to find the information that they wanted you to find. I mean, the, navigating this website is, I mean, they're sure there's a search box, but most people 
that's not something that plugs in for most people. They yeah. want to go and they want to see the options. They want to see whatever the campaign is that's being highlighted. When you go to uh, our friends over at DownsizedDC.org, which I think is is the best website uh, to contact so-called representatives with. This is the uh, DownsizedDC.org should be setting the bar for everybody else to uh, to follow and to compete with. And the the campaign for liberty isn't even close. When you go to the DownsizedDC.org website, the top campaign is right there at the top left of the page. It tells you what it is. There's a button you can click. You can go to that campaign, or you can read down further and see what some of the other campaigns have been. But whatever it is that DownsizedDC.org is campaigning for at that moment is right there at the top of the page. Now, DownsizedDC.org also has a blog, but that's not the front and center factor on their main website. So when you go to Campaign for Liberty's website, you've got to scroll through days and days worth of entries here to try to find the entry about uh, how to contact the representatives for the auto bailout thing. And maybe it's because the bailout has uh, has not succeeded. Uh, it did not pass the, the, uh, the Senate. Maybe they pulled the blog post? Because I'm looking here, Mark. I'm trying to find the entry that I found a couple days ago, and I can't even find it at this point. I can't even find the entry to go and send a letter to the to the representatives. Mm. I don't know why that is. Maybe they pulled it down. Well, what I did do was I figured, all right, well, maybe finding the representative's contact info is pretty easy because they did give you a direct link to that on the uh, the email that they sent. And so I, I said, all right, well, I want to go find how easy it is to find the representative's contact info on this uh, particular uh, this website. So I did that. I clicked their link. And it's showing me their Campaign for Liberty map. And, okay, that's pretty easy. There's a map here of uh, various different things. It doesn't say anything about taking action. It doesn't say anything about the campaign that, that is going on as far as contacting the representatives. Uh, but it, it does show a map. So just sort of figuring that if I clicked on New Hampshire, I'd be able to find the info. That's what I ended up doing. And it's telling me about the Campaign for Liberty local group, which is being headed up by uh, Chris Lawless, great free stater here in New Hampshire. So he's apparently involved uh, with the organization. And it's telling me about some of the things that are going on in New Hampshire, and that's great. And then you can go down further, and all the way at the bottom of the page, there is information on the uh, the, the representatives. But it's just textual information. It's just the uh, the address of their uh, of their office. It's their phone number. It's the phone number in D.C. There's no plug-in, easy way for somebody to just bang out a, uh, a quick email or the something like steps, that. The more steps, the more people you lose along the way. Right. That's the reality There's no easy, uh, you know, simple system to use to get in touch with these people. So if I wanted to get in touch with Carol Shea Porter or Paul Hodes or whoever... As though I, I'd want to chat with them. I would have to either, you know, pick up the phone and, and do the, make a phone call, or they give me a link to their website where I could then go and try to navigate Carol Shea Porter's awful government website to figure out how to contact them through their website. So again, more steps to be involved there or i could take the steps that i need to to send snail mail it's just not easy now takes it this is just a suggestion okay to those of you in the campaign for liberty if you really have all that money out there it wouldn't take a lot of money to get in touch with jim babka over at downsizedc.org or heck even the folks over at the marijuana policy project or some of the other organizations that have these systems installed on their websites this is just code it's just programming code you can take the code from one site and you can copy it over to another site and it doesn't take a lot of implementation so it wouldn't be a big deal for you to contact some some existing website to say hey where can i get that great program you have that allows people to 
send an email to their so-called representatives. Oh, sure, we'll sell that to you for 500 bucks or whatever it would cost. It would not be that much money. It might even be, it might even be uh, open source. I mean, who knows? But it, it doesn't appear they've gone through any of that effort with the Campaign for Liberty. So consider this a constructive critique. Your website's hard to use, and uh, contacting representatives through it is laughable. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, and they include the archive. So if you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download right there on the front page of the website. Archives going back for an entire year, all free for you at freetalklive.com. And if you love liberty, then you should check out Bureaucrash Social. It's the place for you to connect with freedom fighters from around the world. Now, you want to talk about a website that has it together, uh, Bureaucrash Social. It looks good, it's easy to use, and at Bureaucrash Social, you can share your ideas, obtain resources, and document your activism, as well as find awesome videos and pictures uploaded by other crashers. Go to Bureaucrash.com to learn more. That's Bureaucrash.com. We go to Dennis in New Hampshire. Dennis, have you been over to Bureaucrash Social yet? Yes, I have. I got a bunch of quote-unquote friends over there. <laughs> Excellent. So uh, you're in New Hampshire. What's on your mind tonight? Actually, before I touch on what I want to call about, I wanted to make a little announcement. Uh, yet another porcupine has arrived in New Hampshire. This one doing it the one way that you can go without crossing any kind of government border. Uh, the newest porcupine was born on Wednesday, and uh, myself and Irina are proud parents. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Congratulations. Very cool. Yeah, so, wow, we're, we're going to breed them out of existence. I tell you, we're, we're just going to take over by numbers. That's how it's going to work. I can see it. <laughs> well, it's certainly one strategy, and it can't be discounted. No doubt about that. Uh, and so. it's kind of fun. you got to admit. Well, so, so I, I guess. I, I, hold on a second. I don't know if it's fun for the for the lady. I'm not sure. I I mean, I, I looking at some footage of women giving birth, it doesn't look like the most fun uh, part. Maybe the, the nine months beforehand part is fun, but I don't know if giving birth is that much fun. I'm not going to go out on that limb. Uh, the nine months is not fun, let me tell you. It, <laughs> it, it looks like, like hell. It really does. It's feeling sick every day and, yeah. Blah. Okay. Yeah, who wants that? Uh, by the way, Julia is joining us here uh, on the program for the remainder of the show tonight. Hello, Julia. Hi. All right. So uh, Dennis is on the line. Go ahead with your thoughts. So about the campaign for liberty, um, one one of the other porks was really pushing that we should, you know, we should have a strong campaign for liberty presence here in New Hampshire. And because it's someone that I respect, I said, oh, fine, I'll go ahead and, and do it. And he said, you guys should be precinct leaders. So I said, fine, I'll be precinct leader. Hmm. And it turns out what that means is uh, you give them some money. <laughs> okay. So I went ahead and I shelled out. You know, I got my credit card out. I, oh, geez, you know why did I why did I agree to do this? I, I gave them some money, and uh, I guess like I'm a precinct leader now. I shelled out whatever it was, thirty five bucks, I think. Okay. And when I first of all, as far as I can tell, they're not doing anything. There's I a mean, blog. If they are doing anything, it's yeah. Well, there's that. <laughs> but then I look at. You know what? We the, the real reason I think for me to be a precinct leader is just. 
so I can occasionally post updates to just show how ridiculously much is going on already here. I mean, yeah. uh, the, the new uh, legislature has not even convened in Concord here, and we've already got, you know, well, aside from already having people elected, like free staters elected, not just pro-liberty people, you know, we've already got stuff in the works. We've got, you know, we've got a bill saying that we're going to secede from the union if... Uh, oh, good. Oh, yeah, it's great stuff. If they if they try to implement a draft or any kind of national service, oh, darn this it. bill says that we secede. I mean, that's we pretty... Take our ball and go home if you try to do that's, that. That's pretty good. It's a step in the right direction. We need a real secession bill, though, but well, hey. I'll, I'll take a, you know if situation because I think that those if ones are better. You can get uh, you can get the, the get the bill passed, and then you've got, uh, you know, when the time comes, because you know the government's going to grow uh, to to have national service. So I'm that's for a the, good point. the yeah. if situation. Yeah, that's a good point. All all right, so so basically, what you're pointing out here, Dennis, is that whatever it is, it's being listed under the New Hampshire section of the Campaign for Liberty website is uh, is what the the Free Staters are just doing on their own. It doesn't really have anything to do with the Campaign for Liberty. Yeah, the the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, which was really set up by New Hampshire people in anticipation of Free Staters coming, you know, the LA is already doing stuff that is light years ahead of what the Campaign for Liberty would love to do someday if they got their act together. Yeah. So it's 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 just it, it it's hard to put in perspective. You're talking about a logarithmic scale here. Like you guys are having a great time at one, trying to get to two, but you're at like a hundred, trying to push for a thousand. You yeah. know, it's like yep. It's you know so, I so you know I'm, I'm very happy that those people are learning some of the processes. Maybe they'll learn you know how to do some campaigning wherever they are. Of course, that won't translate well when they get to New Hampshire, where campaign not based on ads but actually on meeting people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I, I hope they learn a little bit about how to maneuver. Um, although, like I said, it does mean they'll have to unlearn some of that when they get to New Hampshire politics, where it really is person to person. I think you're being kind, Dennis. State. I've got to say, I, I think you're being kind here. Uh, the, what do you mean by that? I, 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 you know, I've I've kept my mouth shut throughout this, and I've just got to say that I think it's so silly this whole campaign for liberty thing. What do you mean? What, what's it's, what, it's, what's it's, silly? It's a, it's a disaster. It's just another libertarian but that's lobbying the thing. group. Libertarians, um, I, the, the the critique has been leveled, and I have to agree with it to some extent that some in the libertarian movement just want to start organizations that they can be in charge of. <laughs> I'm in char- I am the, the precinct leader or whatever, yeah. you know, Dennis, I'm not, I'm not going after you. I, I'm only saying that some people want to be in charge of an organization, yeah. and so they, ha- they saw an opportunity. The Campaign for Liberty, if they would have just given their money, if, instead, if Ron Paul had said, you know what, uh, downsized D.C., Jim Babka used to be in charge of the uh, Harry Brown campaign, give him the, 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 the leftover money or whatever, made, made the uh, Campaign for Liberty, you know, give Give the money to an organization. Well, heck, divvy up the millions amongst right. some of the amongst some organizations that are already there instead of remaking the wheel. Yeah, and, that's and, a good point. And doing a really bad job of remaking the wheel, quite honestly. Uh, you know the you know, I, the I worst part so about the, 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 one more one more thing. Just anything. just 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 one thing, uh, Dennis. Um, the the worst thing about the Ron Paul campaign was the Ron Paul campaign. I dealt with them on a pretty regular basis. Trying to get Ron Paul trying on. Trying to the get show. Ron Paul on. He came on one time. And uh, you know the, the returning calls wasn't good. Uh, you know, they they spent. I, I felt from an advertising standpoint, spent their ad dollars poorly. Just you know, got not, don't and have now much, the same and, and now the same organizations. <laughs> essentially, they've taken the campaign and turned it into the campaign for liberty. So it's the same organization. It's the same folks in there. And I, I gotta say, I think it's going to amount to a big fat zero. Yeah, yes. unfortunately. 
you, know, you talk about being, you know, these people want to be in charge of an organization because then they think it'll work the right way. Again, what I see happening here in New Hampshire, I love the Liberty Alliance. I love the fact that I, I left the Liberty Alliance as far as being on the board and being in charge. I left, and this is amazing. There's new people. There's new blood that came in behind me and are taking the thing forward, taking it to the next level, and now I'm just out there being a foot soldier and, you know, doing what I was doing before. It's like this incubator for people who actually do stuff. It's like what the Campaign for Liberty says that they hope they might be able to do someday. Someday, yeah. It's here, baby. It's all happening. Yeah, I love that Mark pointed out as, you know, kind of categorized them as reinventing the wheel, and I feel like that's where a lot of the people who are uh, who are pro liberty today are at because the Ron Paul campaign was successful at bringing a lot of new people into the fold on this sort of liberty movement that we have out here in in America uh, because it was so successful at bringing these people into the fold essentially what you have is a lot of new blood that has come into the movement and that has absolutely no idea what to do they have no experience at doing uh, political action they have no experience certainly in the realm of market based activism or non cooperation and those other things. Uh, but I mean, even in the world of politics, they're completely out of the loop. And so instead of listening to what the people who've been in this game for a long time have to say, they're just out there just trying to make all the mistakes on their own. And they will make all the mistakes on their own, and they will end up eventually learning it. But it's going to cost them. It's going to cost them time, and it's going to cost them money. Where, whereas if they were to just listen to people like you, Dennis, and uh, Jim Babcock over at Downsize DC, and look to what has already been done, look to what has come before, learn from those mistakes, they could really save themselves a lot of time and effort. Well, they're, they're so uh, in, you know, passionate about what they want, and they feel that they're empowered, and that's, that's great. Yeah. And it, it's hard to tell someone while they're still young and immortal that if you stand in front of a car, it will roll right over them. I, w- I was just in the uh, amplifier chat room a few moments ago, and one of the one of the guys there was saying, "You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna stay here in Vegas because Ron Paul did real well in Nevada, mm. and you know we're gonna we're gonna make it free here." Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Well, you know, good luck with yeah, that. Yeah, that's all you and, can say is like, okay, you know, you keep cracking at it. And then once you get tired of, uh, you know, failure, after failure, you look over to what we're doing here. And, Dennis, hang on. I'm going to bring you back. Uh, You can tell us more about what's going on in New Hampshire in moments. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. And it is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And if you like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Whatever it is that you're purchasing, uh, whether it's brand new, used, 41 categories in which to shop, uh, even if it's not even a product, even if it's a digital delivery of a movie or something like that, uh, you're certainly welcome to, I guess, I guess that's technically a product, but not like it's not something you can hold in your hands. Uh, we'll get a percentage if you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Again, that's Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Uh, Dennis did drop off the line. He said he had to baby duty to attend to. Uh, so That happens. But he does call in from time to time to kind of give us an update on some of the action and the activism going on here in New Hampshire. Uh, we were talking about the, the campaign for liberty, the much-touted campaign for liberty, Ron Paul's sort of... Uh, grandchild organization or child organization that he spawned uh, when he finished his campaign. And 
I haven't met anybody who's been excited about it. I mean, Will Buchanan from the Walk for Liberty was at one point promoting the Campaign for Liberty, but he kind of he only really talks about the Free State Project these days. So I have not ever heard of anybody who's really jazzed up about what the Campaign for Liberty is doing because, well, as Dennis pointed out, he doesn't think they're really doing anything except putting stuff up on a blog. Not not much going on there, and you know they I, did that convention. I essentially have the same critique of just about every organization that's out there. Um, that's you know not the ones that I believe in. I've been looking into this, uh, and, you know, for for years we've been looking at this. We want liberty organizations that work. Believe me, it's not the the piddling little amount that the Free State Project gives us a month that uh, you know the reason that we endorse it. We believe in this, and I you know I got to say that I just think that. Most of the people out there are spinning their wheels. You know, we've looked into it. If you don't want to spend all the time researching them and waste your time, just go ahead and join the Free State Project and get up here. I know it requires moving. I know you'll have to move away from your friends and family, but I promise we'll, we'll supply you with some new friends. Well, apparently some of the activists over in Nevada uh, believe that they are on the cusp of, uh, of achieving liberty out there. And, and Dennis was pointing out that he wishes, you know, wishes them the best of luck. And I have to agree with him. Uh, you know, with all those people out there saying, I'm going to stick it out where I am, great. That's what you should do. If that's what you feel is right for you, I believe that's what you should do. Now, eventually, if you keep getting 2% in every single election, and eventually, if you feel like you're spinning your wheels and you're looking for another option, hopefully you'll think of the Free State Project and you'll, you'll yep. be listening to Free Talk Live and you'll be hearing about, hopefully, some of the successes we'll be having Once here. Once you and, realize that whatever it is that you're doing is a failure, like we realized what we were doing as far as Liberty went in, in Florida was a failure, and you don't pick the Free State Project, you know, you don't look at the Free State Project, realize that whatever it is that, uh, you know, realize it's not a desire for liberty that you've got. It's a desire, you know, your 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 goals in life center around your job or your, your family or, or whatever, that whatever you say about liberty is, is lip service. I mean, you, it may be important to you, but it's not important enough to pick up and move. It's not important enough to have picked up a, a musket like they did in the Revolutionary War and to, to take, you know, to, to stay out in the cold at Valley Forge like they did. You just don't have it. Now, wait a minute. Now, I want to interrupt this here. Julia, is that pompous? Julia has, has accused me of being no, pompous. No, it's not what you say. It's the way you say it sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. So have we been pompous here in this this segment talking about the Free State Project? I don't know. Well, she's okay, she, now she's being she's being coy with us here, Mark. Uh, I, so I know I'm arrogant. Uh, you no, know I mean? Sometimes I'm when you to listen it. to the way Ian talks about the Free State Project, all I say is that you come off sometimes like a jerk, which is not good for recruiting people to the Free State Project. I think it is like, I, listen up, you losers over there. <laughs> if you don't join the Free State Project with us cool people up here, I you'll guess you'll just loser. live a lame loser life. See you later, losers. That seems a bit exaggerated. Well, but I'm just pointing out that sometimes... It's kind of how I feel, Julia. I mean, just, I'm a, just a bit, and I'm sure it does come through in my voice. I, I'm going uh, to back her up on this. Yes, I'm arrogant for liberty. Yes, well, if you don't look at the Free State Project after a certain amount of failures, you're a loser. Like, you know, not a loser for liberty. In your, real, <laughs> in your, in your life... That's great. You you know your family's important and your uh your job's important. I'm not saying those aren't because those would be the reasons, but this is what works. So why bother running trying to run a libertarian for the dog catcher position in your town? Why? I just feel like sometimes the way Ian comes off is if you don't put like activism as high on your priority list as Ian does, mm -hmm. 
that you just suck at life. And and I'm sorry, but I just don't think that's good for recruiting people. And that's how I feel you come off sometimes. And we're not just talking about a radio show. You're allowed to be a jerk on your own radio show. You know what I mean? I mean, Rush Limbaugh's a jerk and all the rest of them are jerks. But um, Ian spends his time on message boards being a jerk too, <laughs> and other hunts, internet. Yeah, so yeah, I do the same thing. I've got to, I've got to say, I do the same thing. So well, that was know, my I critique. I think that there's a role for for being blatantly, you know, brutally honest with people in this movement. I mean, if they're saying that they believe they can achieve liberty where they are, I don't think there's anything wrong with me asking the question. Well, how's that going for you? You know what? Are you that? doing as much as we're doing up here? I feel like okay. It's the way that you say it, though. Like you just come off as a jerk because I feel like when Dennis Goddard talks about the Free State Project, he does a really, really, really good job of not coming off like a jerk. Maybe he's just not a jerk, and we are. Yeah, it probably. Could <laughs> it could be. You know, I, 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 you know, I, I don't. I don't think you come off as big of a jerk as Ian. I think if someone calls up and says, you know, I can't move because my family, I love my mom, and she's gonna die soon. Ian would say, Ah, she's gonna die soon anyway, so just let her die. But. You would, you know what I mean, I, be reasonably understanding. I, I don't, I never felt like you were as big of a jerk on that as. as I, I think that Ian's uh, passions lie in, in, in essentially one area. He's, he's very focused, and he doesn't let things like family and all that other stuff. However, I think this little, his little stint in jail where he got his Liberty Active Marriage uh, Merit Badge, uh, that he did get to see. Oh. Surprise, my freedom's important to me and my girlfriend's important to me. And I, I think he knew all along that you were important to him because I've, I've talked to him and I, uh, I know what, where he's willing to draw his lines and stuff. I just think that it was brought right into his face. I don't think I've time. ever told anybody to pull the plug on their grandmother's uh, deathbed <laughs> in order to hasten their, <laughs> their trip to New Hampshire. I think she might be uh, being somewhat hyperbolic. I but think she is, yes. Uh, but, but I understand where she's coming from in that... I am definitely in the camp of the New Hampshire Liberty activists, and I absolutely believe that this is the best choice for liberty, and that when other people say they've got something going on where they are, I say, well, we've got more going on here. I challenge you to prove otherwise, and I'm very challenging towards the other people in the movement because I want them to think about you know, what it is that they're doing. Is what they're doing really having an effect, or are they just telling themselves a story to make themselves feel like they're doing something? I feel like a good example is the way that you feel about people moving to Keene. Now, I understand that you want people to move to Keene, and that makes a lot of sense. But um, when my brother was choosing a place to move, uh, and and he was kind of looking at different areas, um, I I feel like you're very pushy about it. Like you were like, (laughs) Keene, you could get a job in Keene. Oh, we got got that in Keene, whatever you need, it's in Keene. And then like now that he's in Portland, or wherever. By the way, he's made the point that he wishes he was in Keene. He's told me that, and he wishes he was here in Keene. Because I, he doesn't I, know anyone anywhere else. He only lived here whatever. for like a month. So I'm going to I'm gonna jump to my partner's aid here, and I don't know why. I really don't like him very much. Um, but he, the, Ian, personally, in his, in his own life, has probably signed up, what, a half a dozen people for the Free State Project? Maybe about that, yes. Uh, in Florida at that time, and I, I, I never met anybody you know, so good at it. I tried to get a, a few people to sign up. I didn't know the Liberty Activists as much. But when I saw him working the deals a couple couple of times, you know, like asking people tough questions. I would about ask for it. the order. Do you want 
going to sign up. Let's sign you up right now. Absolutely would, and get people to do it. I, I will agree that he's pushy, but I, I would also agree that uh, sometimes people will, uh, you know, confront things in their lives through somebody who's who's pushy. So I think that there's some value in it. I also think that there are people that are pushed away by it. I agree with that. And but I'm not concerned with those. I'm people. pushed away by it, and I live here. Like it <laughs> bothers me. Well, just you know, when I hear you talk, I think, what a jerk. Well, yeah. apparently it works, uh, Julia. I for mean, some people? people are, for, for some, some people. people it works. And How for many some of people? the people, okay, you say it works because you got them to sign up. How many of those people have moved? So sign up. St- I mean, I'm a golden porcupine. None of them have. Oh, wait, one of them. Well, not even. So should I not be well, advertising free keen? Should I not be promoting I'm the website? I mean, how much? What, what level of promotion is okay? <laughs> I didn't say there was anything wrong with promotion. I'm just saying that now you're, you're in the pushy. combative phase. You got to step back, man. I'm asking for a solution no, here. No, 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 no. If, no. if she says something just wrong, listen, just listen and accept what she says, and that's fine. It's good. <laughs> and then you know, sort of internalize it. Don't ask the hard those hard questions. <laughs> Because she the, hates it when I ask questions like that sometimes. Listen to him. <laughs> that gets really annoying. <laughs> 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Hour three is coming up. She's staring daggers at me right now. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. This is the third hour of the program, uh, and it's your show. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's the jerk here with you. (laughs) And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And all I the wish features I referred them. myself as the, like the ignoramus or something. <laughs> you can next time if you like. Okay. Uh, freetalklive.com is the website. All the features are free. We might rehash the conversation we just had a little bit, but when we get to the phone calls, Wade is on the line in Please, Mississippi. No. Wade, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, Wade. What's on your mind tonight? Well, um, I tuned into y'all's show a couple of months back, and yes. I've listened on and off for a while. Um but y'all do have a really interesting show, so I want to give you guys credit for that. And, uh, Thank you. But one of the topics that I wanted to get on is something that y'all probably don't, and your listeners probably just have no understanding or know anything about, and it's a local issue on the uh, Mississippi Gulf Coast. Uh, as y'all know, we got uh, pretty much decimated by uh, Hurricane Katrina back in mm-hmm. 2005. Yes. Well, uh, to catch all up on what's going on, FEMA issued FEMA trailers to everybody that uh, qualified for one, and right. they had formaldehyde issues. And now uh, Mississippi Emergency Management Agency come up with a better solution called the MEMA Cottage, which is built to withstand 150-mile-an-hour winds. And they're actually a lot better than some of the houses that the people had before the storms. They're not very big. Uh, they're classified as trailers, but they're more of a modular home construction and design because of 150-mile-an-hour wind rating. Well, um, MEMA decided it was cheaper to sell the cottages to the people that were living in them rather than, you know, pay the about five to $10,000 to move them back out and then figure out what to do with them after they were unoccupied. So a person could buy theirs for anywhere, depending on their income, from $317 all the way up to $13,000, and that's income dependent. So someone on a fixed income could actually pay $317 and have uh, 
a, a one-bedroom house, so to speak. They range from one to three bedrooms, uh, uh, 500 to almost 900 square feet. Okay. The uh, municipalities have decided that they don't want them there anymore, and the deadline is uh, March 31st for those people in MEMA cottages to get out. Hmm. Well, the whole reason that it, it, it was considered a temporary program, and MEMA said, well, you know, these are such good structures. We're going to sell them to people. And the city said, uh, no, we didn't want them here in the first place. We don't want to have them. Now, there are a few people that got their MEMA cottage, and they're satisfied. They don't want to rebuild their house. They just want to live in their MEMA cottage. Well, the city said they can't do that. So looking uh, towards March 31st, 2009, there's going to be anywhere between two to 400 people just in the two cities out on the street. Wow. Um, where are so the that, homes? Are they? Are they, where are the homes located? Are they like in a field somewhere, or the? What's the actual physical location of these things? Is it at the like the state? Uh, is state it on the park? people's property where the house was destroyed, or? Usually, it, it usually is on the person's uh, property where their house was, or where their house is, and they're still working on it. Now, probably about eighty-five percent of the people that have MEMA cottages are actively working to get back into their houses. But one thing that you have to remember is our two thousand census said that 25% of the population in Hancock County, Mississippi, was disabled. So that number, 25%, we'll just use that, as, you know, for instance, because that's a good hard census data number from almost uh, Why are there so many ago. disabled people in your county? I don't know. That's, okay. You know, that's what the census said. And that, that right. and those are people that listed themselves as disabled. Um and I won't even go on the disability issues where all of these businesses rebuilt after the storm and they're not ADA accessible to people in wheelchairs or blind. Or, I, won't, I won't even go into to that whole thing. That's a whole other topic. But this topic's really pressing because there's two to 400 people, like I said, are fixing to be homeless because these cities basically didn't want to hear their complaints. And, you know, they're legitimately, most of them are really trying to get back in their houses, but they live on fixed incomes. Now, one thing to look at is the apartments that they had in that area before Katrina are mostly gone. And the apartments that have rebuilt and reopened, the rent has gone up from about $350 a month was about the average rent from three to 800 Now it's between almost 700 to $1,500 a month for an apartment. Supplies down and, uh, and demands the same, so therefore the prices are higher. Right. So basically, right. we've got the government of Mississippi, which provided the, uh, the the MEMA housing in the first place, now in conflict with the city governments. Is that essentially what's going on here? Well, they're not in conflict with the city governments. What MEMA's agreed to do is they have agreed to move the trailer at the cost to the state. Well, I can't really call it a trailer, but move the cottage at the cost to the state to an area that the city deems um, – permissible under the zoning regulations the, the MEMA slum the well, MEMA a lot slum of people still working in their houses and the mm. number of trailer park sites that are available within the cities have very very limited space there's no way to accommodate the the trailers into those those parks and then they would have an additional expense by paying park rental fees to have those trailers move there 
This sounds so, like a big mess. It, so, it sounds to me like the cities are going to uh, end up not uh, being able to do what it is they want to do. Like the, just the, the, the sheer force of the numbers of people is, is going to put a stop to their You mean having plan. to throw people onto the streets? Right. They're not going to be able to do that. And if people just stay in their trailers, uh, you know, in which they will, if, if they're not done and, and unable to move and all that stuff, I, I think that you won't have as big of a disaster here as it sounds like it could be if everybody went the way the cities want them to. But it... it it sounds like this is going to be kind of like the Real ID Act, where it's just not feasible, and mm-hmm. they end up backing up off of It'll it. It'll be a stalemate. They're going to puff but and puff. And but, but people do. Yeah, I mean, thank you for calling and letting us know about it. We have to know about it. But uh, yeah, yeah, keep I, us in I, the I loop. Gonna, with, I think they're going to fail on this one. Wait, will you, will you keep us in the loop with what happens down there on this? We'll definitely uh, try to keep you guys in the loop. I also have a question. Sure. Um, I, I volunteer at a nonprofit, low-power FM radio station, uh, WQRZ. You can uh, Google our call letters. We mm-hmm. were the only radio station that stayed up during and after Katrina. Hmm. So we got, like, uh, awards from the president and the governor and everything else. But how could we become an affiliate uh, of your radio sta- of your radio show? Well, that's, that's pretty easy. Just, uh, just shoot me an email, and uh, we'll talk about it. Okay. So send me an email at ian at freetalklive.com. Sounds like a plan. All right. Thank Thanks, well, thank dude. Appreciate me. hearing from you. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Boy, talk about uh, really getting your station on the map, being the only radio station to stay on the air yep. uh, when everybody some else is off the air. Some of that has to be luck, air. and some of that has to have been hard work. Oh, well, absolutely. I mean, that's definitely hard work, gathering all that information, getting it on the air in a timely fashion. Uh, that, that, no doubt about it. So good on them. And, and absolutely, we'd be happy to have you carry Free Talk Live on. Even well, I don't care if you're 6 watts at night. And in his station, it's actually 100 watts. So that's not too shabby. FM. 100 watts on FM. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. So 800-259-9231. That's the number. You can bring up anything. Uh, last hour, we had a uh, discussion about uh, the, uh, whether or not I'm pompous when it comes to uh, talking about the Free State Project. And... What I want to know is if it's, if you feel – I'm not talking about you, Julia, but if you, the listener, agree with what Julia is saying, and that is that I am too harsh. No, it's uh, not too, that you always are. It's that sometimes, sometimes. when oh, you talk about it, you come off as a jerk. Right. So if I'm being a jerk about the Free State Project, perhaps you could provide me with some sort of suggestion as to how to improve upon my communications uh, and persuasion ability. Because uh, I'm a hard salesman, I guess, when it comes to the Free State Project. And the reason is, and I'm somebody who doesn't really normally appreciate hard sales. It's one of the reasons why when I was younger, I didn't want to work for Circuit City because I didn't want to get into selling in the way that they had uh, going on at that time. I don't know if they still do it that way. but uh, They're pushy. Right, I didn't appreciate the the pushiness, and uh, and but the fact is, I really do believe that I have the best product. So, uh, and I, I'm certain that what I have is the best solution for liberty in our lifetime. So to try, you know, to temper that belief system in some way. I mean, I'm willing to do it if you believe it will result in in more uh, recruits for the Free State Project. And I've asked you to give me this, uh, you know, to give me some well, sort of I thing I can do. Well, I think that it's a people skills thing for you. I think that this is where when Mark says that you don't get out enough, that factors in. 1-800-259-9231. Now you, now you pulled me and threw me under the bus. Hey, Excellent. I was thrown under the bus <laughs> earlier. I didn't ask for this conversation. <laughs> 
So apparently it's people skills. If you've got any suggestions, because Julia, you don't actually have any suggestions for me as far as what I can do to improve. So maybe you might if you agree with her at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Give it to me. It's free talk. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-800-259-9231. And it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, totally free. So enjoy those on us, including the Shrine of Female listeners, dozens of ladies, who've taken the time to send us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Head over to Shrine.FreeTalkLive.com and see what that's all about. Again, that's Shrine.FreeTalkLive.com. And appropriately enough, since we're talking about the Free State Project, might as well mention the Liberty Forum coming up here in 2009, March 5th through the 8th. It's a weekend in Nashua, New Hampshire, at the Crown Plaza Hotel, where hundreds of liberty-oriented people, liberty activists, will be joining together to have a good time, uh, to socialize and to network and uh, attend panel discussions and keynote speeches and other speeches and, and uh, have a little after-hours partying going on. And it's a, it's a great time. It was fun last year. Uh, we've been for the past two years and expecting this year to be great as well. The lineup of speakers it is really impressive this year. Uh, people like John Taylor Gatto, Dr. Mary Ruart, Glenn Jacobs, Richard Heller, David Nolan, so many names. If you're in the liberty movement, certainly you've heard some of these. The, the full list is available for you at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. And you can come up here and you can see for yourself why it is that this really is the best movement for liberty. You can see it for yourself. So don't just take my word for it. Or if you've been upset at my words uh, in regards to the Free State Project, come up and meet some of the more persuasive people uh, that will be here at uh, the Free State Project's Liberty Forum. It's a great opportunity to hear from, uh, to actually meet in person. Person. Many of the uh, the activists that you hear on the phone lines on this show, uh, Dennis Goddard, who we spoke with last hour, he's probably going to be there. I know he's been at the last two. I'm sure he won't be missing this one. So many of the, the callers that you hear on this program uh, are likely to be there in person, and hopefully you as well. We're going to be there broadcasting live the entire time, and you can get a, a 10% discount if you use our special discount code, which is 2009FTL. That's 2009FTL. Freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum will get you signed up. That's freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. So, uh, we're going to get right back to the calls here, and I just want to throw the invitation out. If you have any suggestions, if you agree with Julia's position that I am a pompous jerk sometimes when it comes to talking about the Free State Project, thankfully it's not It's all not the necessarily time. talking about the Free State Project. It's more about like if other people don't want to or aren't necessarily on board, instead of... I feel like your method is too pushy. Like, where I say, well, you loser, have have fun in loser land. Hyperbole, (laughs) hyperbole. (laughs) What I say is, you know, best of luck to you. If what you want to do is stay where you are, but you say it with sarcasm, and there was. uh, Well, yeah, I believe that my option is the best option. I mean, if that's the best option for them, that comes off as jerky. Well, so so to have a having a real. How is being sarcastic? In that way, like, well, have fun where you are. Any different from, see you later, losers. I, I don't, and it's not real sarcasm, though. It's, it's honest. I honestly believe that if that's what they think is best for them, that's what they should do. I personally know that what's right for me and what's best for me is to be here surrounded by And what's best for everyone activists. else, too? 
I believe that if they want liberty in their lifetime, if that's what they want, then I believe that the Free State Project is the best answer for that. But if that's not what they want, if what they want is to take care of their you know, sick grandmother or if what they want is to work at this great job that they have, then that's great. Then yep. that's what they should do. And I've never been – I've never um, uh, crapped on somebody for having different priorities in life. Just don't tell me if, – if what you're saying on one hand is that I want liberty and I'm willing to do anything for it, and then on the other hand you're saying, well – anything except move to New Hampshire, then I don't really believe that what you want absolutely is liberty. I believe that you have other priorities. And that's okay. And that's okay. That's all I've ever said is that that's okay. I think that uh, your opinion has has changed a little bit on that, but I I think that that is your position now, and and that's that's so. My position has always been, I mean, it could be something else in the past. I don't recall exactly everything I've said in the past, but, uh, but my position has always been that you should do what's right for you. Well, you I, should follow your path in life, and if what your path is is to stay where you are and do what I you're think doing Julie now, is, um, then that's right great. Regarding this, because I, I, I distinctly remember some uh, situations where people have talked about their family issues and, and sort of you've... Um, you can make family here. Yeah, like it's been it's been close move to them the, here. close to that state. If they're really your family, if yeah, they if, really care about they you, really they'll care move about here you, too. Like they'll, they'll move to the, the free state. Like you know, statements like that have been made, and that's that's a tough thing. That's not about how much do you care about liberty. That's about how much you care about your family, and that's in a different issue. Okay, well, I'm which, not trying to jump on well, Ian bandwagon because I know I'm pompous about the Free State Project too. Well, okay, but if if somebody is saying that their number one priority is liberty. Then they really need to look at this. I if don't they're saying a... their number one priority is family, then that's great. Stay with your family and do what you're doing now. But if what you want is freedom in your lifetime and you're willing to do what it takes, then I firmly believe that the Free State Project is the best option. However, I have said on the air many a time that if you think I'm wrong about that and you have a better option you'd like to propose, I'd love to hear it. Because I'm open to the idea that I'm that I'm wrong. I mean, that's not pompous to be open to the idea that you could be wrong about something. To to invite people to essentially rebut your belief system and to say, "Come on in, show us, call up, and tell us what well, it is that you think the solution." It sort is. of is when uh, when when somebody gets on. There's a there's a disadvantage to uh, arguing the, their side when it's our radio show. I mean, that's a come and argue with us. I'm not asking for an argument. I'm not asking for an argument. I just want them to propose what it is that they think is the right solution for liberty. If they've got a better idea, if there's something that we're missing... <laughs> you don't I've think that's going to be an argument? I mean, really? Uh, the, I want to hear what it the is. The evidence, to some extent, is going to be... You know, <laughs> there's... Somebody I don't want to proposed? argue uh, Julia's side on this one, but uh, what about the, the gentleman, uh, Liberty Pyle, who called in, uh, I don't know, it's been a week or two now, and he had some ideas that sucked on how he could uh, get liberty what, talking and, to his family you mean yeah he was going to spread the um he was going to educate people and they would see liberty in our lifetimes or something i don't know it, he just he he was basically defeated on the the idea of uh, liberty and and it didn't you know he'd been here he'd seen new hampshire wasn't good enough for him like that turned into a pretty much an argument and us lambasting i feel for because he was in, inconsistent and uh didn't make a heck of a lot of sense but I'm sure he doesn't feel that that's the direction that it went. Well, look, I I don't know. Maybe you considered it an argument. I don't know if I necessarily did. If if what you believe is that what you're doing is the right thing and that you've got the best path to liberty, then I say go for it. And if it turns out you are wrong, well, okay, here we are. We're still here, and we're still doing what we're doing here in New Hampshire, and you're welcome to join us. Uh, and, and as far as people proposing a better idea... 
I, I've never heard a better idea than concentrating activism. Now, I say concentrating activism. I believe that of the concentrated activism ideas out there, freedom ship, free state Wyoming, free state Europe, I believe that the free state project is the most mature, and I believe it's, the, it's currently the best option of those options. If all of a sudden the free state Wyoming membership explodes and they've got some real activism going on there, I'll be t- talking about how that's we'll be, awesome. We're going to report on it. And that's awesome. Yeah. Get, it, get it going on. Get people excited and we'll be talking about it but calling in and saying well i'm going to talk to my friends and family about liberty and that's going to set me free okay let us know how that works out for you let's go to your phone calls you can talk about whatever you want uh and if you've got some advice for me as to how to be more persuasive i'd love to hear it uh, because it's it's easy to critique it's easy to say you're being a pompous jerk but it's more difficult to actually give me some ideas as to how to fix that perceived problem <laughs> let's continue here and talk to uh let's talk to eric in illinois on the amp line hello eric hey guys how you doing hey what's on your mind tonight uh well uh i wish staring upon i think ian does a uh, great job of promoting the free state project and uh Besides that, uh, did you guys hear about the Michigan governor, uh, Jennifer Granholm, calling the U.S. Senate House uh, un-American? I have not heard this, but I'm sure you'll tell us about it. If you'll hang on, we'll bring you back. More with Eric here and your calls as well. Hank's on the line in New York. Your thoughts as well about anything at 800-259-9231. It's the Pompous Jerk Show. Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The bulletin board system is there, and there are over 400,000 posts awaiting you. You can surf around and talk about serious issues, fun stuff, uh, whatever you want goes over at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Dot com. Right back into your phone calls. Uh, we go back to Illinois, where Eric is going to tell us about a story in, re- uh, in regards to the Michigan governor calling, uh, apparently calling uh, the Senate un-American. Eric? Yeah, uh, she was on a radio show uh, this morning, I guess, and uh, she called the Senate uh, un-American because they didn't pass the bailout for them. And she's blaming them now for sending the country from a recession into a depression. Yeah. Well, oh, I see. It's going to, you know, this is, it's uh, a you know, terrible thing, but essentially a very human thing to do that to, you know, form their words and their thoughts around what benefits them. It would benefit her greatly if there was a, a big three bailout. So, yeah, I, I say what she says is completely of no consequence. She's just a politician, right? She's trying to uh, sort of position herself for re-election. Right. If she's if she's the Michigan state governor and the Senate and the the, the national level doesn't do what's right for Michigan, and that is hand uh, billions of taxpayer dollars over to these car companies, then uh, she can make herself look good by coming out and saying, damn it, that's un-American what they've done. Well, they're throwing Michigan under the bus here. That's I I think that even less so people um, when when bad things happen economically and, you know, like the Clinton said, and it's very true, it's it's the economy stupid. When bad things are going on from that standpoint, there's going to be a change, uh, you know, in in the politicians. So essentially, they'll kick out the old ones and bring in the new ones. If the new ones are Republicans, fine. If they're Democrats, fine. The, the you know the 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 people that make these decisions and the the sort of the electorate, they don't really care. Eric, your thoughts on the story? Well, I mean, it's 
it's kind of it's typical politician, you know, going out there and rallying for the state and trying to get, uh, you know, money for uh, their programs and whatnot. But mm-hmm. I mean, I think that step one of the attack saying that they're un-American and using that rhetoric, you know, what does that even mean? I, that's you know, what I was just saying. Because they're not. Uh, you, he, I mean, it's silly. I mean, right? What does the word "un-American" mean? Anything that anybody uh, yeah, apparently whatever you want. It's a to. disparaging comment that means because anything. When I think about the term of someone being called like a American, um, well, nowadays, what are Americans? You know what I mean? But, but nowadays, Americans are apparently socialists. So <laughs> if they didn't vote for the bailout of redistribution, that does make them un-American. Right. So well, it, the it first thought when I heard that sentence to me was like, wait a minute, that seems actually American because you know when I think of that term, I think of. The, the way the country was sort of set up to be, but now that I start thinking about it, well, it's been 200 years and things aren't really like that anymore. So I guess, I guess since socialism is in now, it, it really is un-American if you think of it in that terms. But I mean that that word could mean anything. Eric, any other thoughts? That's about it. Thanks for no, the call tonight, dude. Appreciate hearing from you. Glad you brought that up. Eight hundred two five nine. Probably makes people feel really good though. What? Yeah, that's un-American. We're Americans. That's un-us. They're not looking out for us. It's certainly un-Michigan car companies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, the um, when you look at the, the sort of the labor unions uh, in, uh, there, you're looking at Democrats. And um, labor unions, I think, have the most patriotic bit in the Democrat Party. Mm-hmm. They, they have that... Uh, Working class, uh, uh, a flag, you know, kind of blue thing. collar. Yeah, et th- they're they're the most patriotic of the Democrats that are out yeah. there. Of the the mini, uh, they're not the snooty academic types. The, yeah, the l- little different ones. Because the academics, you and I could probably talk to about what is a nation and what is nationalism and you know those kind of things. Whereas, y- you know that that kind of rhetoric isn't going to fly with uh, the patriotic types. We continue. We go to Norway. Also on an amp line, it's Marius. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, good evening, guys and gal. Hey there. It's been a long time since we heard from hey. you, Marius. Yeah, it's a whole week since you heard from me the last time. <laughs> What's on your mind tonight? Yeah, I want to, first of all, I want to congratulate you, Ian, for being a pompous jerk. <laughs> Why are you, are you trying to encourage me? Right. Wait, what? Say what? It's often a sign of being right. You have the correct ideas, so then you're often conceived of being a pompous jerk. Julia's rolling her eyes. Don't encourage me, Marius. <laughs> Probably. So what were you calling about tonight? Second of all, uh, yeah, for, for a, quite a, a couple of years now, we've had a big problem here in Oslo, which is the capital city of Norway, mm-hmm. of uh, a, a, a quite a huge number of prostitutes uh, basically uh, harassing uh, guys in the main street of Oslo. They're so, harassing uh, our them. Genius, uh, uh, our, our geniuses in government has come up with a great plan to stop this. Hmm. And that is to ban purchasing sexual services altogether. <laughs> so prostitution uh, heretofore has not actually been illegal? Prostitution is legal. Uh, uh, basically, we have what is called the pimping paragraph, <laughs> which is a law against renting out rooms to uh, prostitutes. Uh, and uh, now it will be banned to to, to buy sexual services uh, altogether. So prostitution well, has that... been legal, and now it, it as of this as of very recently, you're saying it is now going to be illegal in Norway, or is it just Oslo? Yeah, from the from the first of January in Norway, it will be illegal to buy sexual services. So prostitution will still be legal, but if if you're the 
then you'll be eligible for uh, like six months in jail. So now, let me point of clarification yeah, here. I've got a question too. All right, so it's a problem that guys are getting asked uh, to, for sex in the streets in in Norway. Yeah, if you're, if you're on the main street of Oslo, uh, where people... Marius, we're, we're, we're losing your signal for just a moment. I'm going to put you on hold real briefly here, and I want to just flesh this out a little bit. And hopefully he's still there so he can hear what I'm saying. Um, Marius, are you there? Yeah, Okay, sure. we had a little trouble with your your phone there for a moment. So you said that pimping was okay. illegal, which means renting a room for a prostitute to use. Is Did I understand you correctly there? That is illegal, yeah. So, hold on, let me see. So, you're saying if there's a third party involved, or if it's the prostitute's uh, house, can she uh, can she do her business from her house? Is that considered pimping? Uh, no, uh, because from the first of January, then the customer will be uh, will be uh, will be a criminal. Oh, wait, okay, I'm still confused. I understand that on the 1st of January, prostitution that is selling sexual services will become illegal. But I'm talking about, like, right now. What's legal right now is you can sell sexual services, but you can't rent a room to sell sexual services? Yeah, you can't. That's so, a catch-all paragraph. So, essentially... You could not run a brothel in Norway. What you're saying is, Marius, you could not have no. a house where girls come to the house and guys come there and they have sex in the rooms and then business is transacted and then they, they leave. That is illegal, but the actual no, selling of this... that's illegal. That's illegal. That is, that's What's pimping. What's legal now is that the girls walk the streets and uh, and uh, they, like, uh, meet well, their customers that's and they why. go somewhere and do their deed. Then, so then if I'm understanding <laughs> this correctly, the reason why girls are walking the streets in Norway is because they can't do their business from a business location, right? So they couldn't have a that's brothel. observation. Hmm? You're a sharp one. <laughs> right. So it's the the fact that pimping, uh, pimping so-called, is illegal that has driven the prostitutes into the streets to to ply their wares and to find their customers. That has resulted in the harassment of these men. That has resulted in the new law to ban prostitution, which, of course, will do nothing to end prostitution as all experience in the wor- uh, the realm of prohibition has shown Marius, us. Marius, I want to hear well, what... What the harassment looks like? What's what's it like to get harassed in the streets of Oslo uh, by prostitutes? I I just can't imagine what this is like. Like, uh, imagine that you're out uh, having some beers with your friends, and you're going like from the one place where you're having a beer, and then you go out to get some food, and then some girls come at you and uh, try to have sex with you for money. Is and, and why is that aggressive, that big of a problem? Uh, kind of way. Why, why is that that big of a problem? I mean, I, I can't imagine that guys guys uh, you know being chased around for sex isn't that big of a problem, really. If you say no, they probably no, go away, not, don't they? It's it's not a big problem. If you say no, they go away. Right. I mean, sometimes it's like, they will be insistent, like. Amazing. And then you can say no one more time and they'll go away. You'll have to let us know, Marius, if prostitution just disappears completely next year. I thank you for bringing that up tonight. It's a great conversation to point out how it is that prohibition just shifts the marketplace. The, the black market will be in effect uh, whether or not the government likes it. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, your show, remaining moments, maybe enough time for your call at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features, they're completely free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, 
You can do that by learning how to promote the show. Head over to promote.freetalklive.com to get a laundry list of various different ways you can help this show get into more ears around the world and help spread the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible. Head over to promote.freetalklive.com as we go to your phone calls about what you want. It's Hank in New York. Hank, you're on Free Talk Live. Hank in New York, going once. Hank in New York, going twice. Let's try Benjamin in Michigan. Benjamin, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Hey, guy and girl. How hey, you doing? Hey, Benjamin. What's on your mind tonight? Did the fellow who called about Michigan's governor happen to mention the deep irony about her calling something un-American? Um, I don't know if he got really too deep in that call, but what what do you mean by uh, that? No, it's not too deep. She's Canadian. <laughs> That's interesting. Okay. Is that all you I have for think, us? I just think it's hilarious that a Canadian would call someone else an American. Well, I, you know, you could make <laughs> the argument. They're on North America. <laughs> you know, you, you, that's true. Well, and you could make the argument that the people that uh, that immigrate to the United States have to go through a very arduous, lengthy process that does involve a uh, a large amount of learning things about uh, the the country that many people don't know that were born here. So, in in many ways, a lot of people that do move here are in a lot of ways more American than people that were born here. I'm just trying this to. I'm true. pulling something out of that. Butt. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I hadn't thought of that fact. It was just a. It was just a counterpoint. That's all. I uh, thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Let's talk to Officer Levitz in Minnesota. Officer Levitz, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, Officer Liberty, actually, how are you guys and girls doing? Well, I don't know how they messed that one up. Officer Liberty, our board ops normally ask people to spell their name, but I guess they just kind of jump to a conclusion here. Doing great. Okay, What's well, on your mind? Anyways. Uh, just wanted to chat with you guys quick. Uh, if you remember the other night, you guys were talking about the Boston cops searching people going into transit. Yes. Okay. Um, obvi- obviously, I'm against that, as I'm sure you guys are. Um, that's very unconstitutional. Uh, before you go on, before you go on, now you say mm-hmm. you're against it, but I as am. a law enforcement officer, you are sworn to uphold the laws of the uh, the state that in uh, in which you reside, in which you are doing your business as a law enforcement officer. So if you were given a uh, similar command, if you were given a similar order by your c- uh, commanding officer, what would you do about that, Officer Liberty? You know, Ian, that's that's a very tough question because on one hand, I can make the the argument that, yes, I have a job to do, and I have my bosses too, but also I have to follow the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. So I would like to think that I could tell my boss to shove it, but whether or not that's easier said than done is another question. So I don't, I don't really, I don't know if I have an answer. Okay, that's, a, uh, that's fair enough. Faced with this. Fair enough. Go but, ahead with um, your point. But I, I also just wanted to say that, also, if you guys remember July in 2005 over in London, uh, they did have some suicide bombers get on their, uh, their subways and their buses. Now, we can argue all day about you know, whether or not this searching people is doing anything as far as terrorism goes, but what other option do we have? Do we just not do anything and wait for another attack, or do we try to do something? Well, my answer to that would be uh, that uh, good luck uh, doing it where the public's armed. I, I think that we, we should have a campaign to encourage people to carry uh, handguns with them. 
That could help. Oh, of course, ending the uh, foreign entanglements would be helpful as well, not bombing so that people, people. Right, for ending the foreign entanglements so that people from other countries don't want to kill us. Right, so as long as the U.S. federal government's over there killing people in other countries, there is always going to be the chance that somebody somewhere is going to set off a bomb in a public place. But I agree with Mark, and um, that is that having people armed and ready to take care of themselves in a situation like that is probably going to be the most likely the t- deterrent. Although even that is not necessarily going to stop someone from, you know, flipping a switch and blowing themselves up. If you're dealing with somebody who's willing to be suicidal, uh, you know, to uh, to to do some damage in that way, no amount of armed citizenry is necessarily going to be able to stop them because if they don't see the bomb, they're not going to know that something's going to happen. If you've got a trigger in your pants pocket and you just flip the switch on it in the middle of uh, a subway platform, no one's going to have enough warning to do anything about it, period. And that's, again, where this this whole situation with the searches comes into play. If they're really dealing with someone who's a terrorist, who is uh, is bent on doing destruction, no, it doesn't matter if they stop him. He'll flip the switch right there when they stop him. I mean, they're gonna, you're gonna, if you're on a su- busy subway platform, you're going to kill people there instead of inside the subway car. And you've killed people and you've incited terror, so you've been successful regardless of where you've uh, you've triggered it. So, so even the police state can't actually do anything. So my point here is that all of the security theater is just security theater. It's not actually keeping anybody safe. It's just making people feel like they're doing something about it. Exactly, and that brings us back to the point that the terrorists, they are creative, and they're always going to find ways to get around whatever we set up. You know, there's nothing we can do about that. But also, you know, do we just not do anything then? Do we give up? And that's that's the big question. It's not giving up. It's just yeah, returning. I yeah, I, I wouldn't uh, give up. What I would say that, uh, you know, a, a good patriotic American who cares about his liberty and, and the liberty of others should carry, uh, you know, a 9 millimeter with them and cap somebody who's going to blow up a, a whatever conveyance. It doesn't what, really matter. I mean, when you say give up, Officer Liberty, what you're, what you're communicating there, whether you intend to or not, what you're communicating there is that by infringing on liberty, we're not giving up. Because that's what the government is doing. That's the government's solution to well, this so-called... It could only, it's their only possible solution, right, really. but that's what they're doing. They I mean, govern they're, things. They're infringing on people's liberty, and there is no end point to this game. They will continue to infringe and continue to crack down until we're all living in a state of complete totalitarianism. So to give up on infringing on liberty, yeah, I'm all in favor of that. Let's reset and, and go back to having a state of liberty. As much liberty as we had 10 years ago would be nice. Uh, it would be a nice step in the right direction and advance uh, to the point where we can have more liberty. I think that will do the most it possibly can to keep us as safe as possible. We can't count on government bureaucrats uh, and, and destruction of liberty to keep people safe because it just doesn't work. And I, I totally agree with both of your solutions there. Me personally, I carry a Ruger 45 with me when, I, when I'm just out on the town because, one, it's my right, and also I'm going to protect myself and whoever is with me. And I think everybody else should have a carry permit, too. I think that's one of the best <laughs> ways to deter I would deviate right there, Officer Liberty. I would say that uh, a, a good American would carry without a permit, without a permit yeah. because – to get a permission is to ask, uh, you know, a a uh, uh, you know an over obtrusive state for permission to do that, and the the Second Amendment gives me all the permission that I need, or it reinforces all the permission I need. There you go, Officer Liberty. Good hearing from you. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate it as always. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I agree with the sentiments of it, though. The what the sentiments of a permit well, that, that, that somebody that someone carry. 
Oh, oh, yeah, absolutely, no doubt about that. Uh, and in New Hampshire and in a few other places, you can actually open carry without a permit, which is kind of nice. I, 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 I don't like the idea of open carrying personally. I think it's a good uh, political statement. However, um, you know, why, why would I carry it on my hip? So the, people know you're armed. Yeah. I feel like that's more of a deterrent if people see people with guns. Maybe. I. I I don't know. I wouldn't make myself the target. If if there were uh, one armed guy in the bank that I was going to rob, he'd be the first person I shot. I see where you're coming from on that. Hey, here's a quick story for you from the Daily Mail over in the UK, kind of going a different direction. And that is that they've been doing some studies on our furry friends, specifically the canine variety, dogs. Uh, it turns out that scientists have found that our canine friends are intensely jealous creatures, prone to a raft of complex emotions, just like us. They can feel the unpleasant pang of jealousy, as well as even pride, envy, and embarrassment. In particular, dogs hate to see their new their owners offering affection to other dogs and can suffer badly when a new boyfriend or girlfriend is brought home. Dr. Paul Morris, psychologist at the University of Portsmouth, said the emotions stemmed from a fear of being displaced. We're learning that dogs, horses, and perhaps many other species are far more emotionally complex than we ever realized. He told the Times they can suffer from simple forms of many emotions we once thought only primates could experience. He found that in almost all cases of jealous behavior, the dog tried to R-P-I-S-E, ripes their... Rips, I think that's misspelled. Uh, their owner away from a new lover in the early days of a relationship. Until recently, it was believed that most animals only experienced primary emotions such as anger, anxiety, and surprise. But new research suggests that dogs and some other animals can even experience embarrassment, empathy, or guilt. The dog study <laughs> is the latest into several species, including cows, horses, cats, and sheep, which have known that animals are shown that animals are far more self-aware than previously realized. And uh, one example, they show some pictures here where they. Uh, they gave a they uh, gave uh, asked the dog to shake paw and the dog shook and then there's a dog sitting next to it they asked that dog to shake its paw the dog shook they rewarded the other dog with food after that since the first dog didn't get food after observing that the other dog got the food the uh, the first dog the one that didn't get the food refused to give their paw again at that point and Good avoided them. and avoided looking at the experimenter <laughs> so they really are uh, pretty wise creatures we'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.